Children's Club. <laughs> Welcome back, holiday friends. Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. You're good. <laughs> Welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club, where your weekly nostalgic podcast. Yeah, it's and one it, in a million. And he, and when you hear this, I guess Christmas is will, will be done and over with. No, oh, still no. That's coming out. The, you're actually getting a hot one. This is the hottest take. It's coming out today. Oh, sweet. All so, right, yeah, great. You, you still got that. Never mind, um, guys. Christmas is still on. <laughs> it's not like the the day without a Christmas. Oh. Year without a Christmas. That was last episode. That was the year without a Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, but the, without a Santa Claus, you get no Christmas by extension. Yeah. No. I mean, Mrs. Claus. Either either way. That's not how Christmas works. It doesn't. Christmas exists even without Santa Claus. Wow, that would be like the darkest movie. I mean, to be fair, Santa Claus didn't come into existence until what the forties, fifties. Yeah, as like a as the character we know him now. I yeah. mean, in all honesty, we should be celebrating Krampus. Oh, I am one hundred percent agree. Like we, we need more like child eating demons uh, think, around the holidays. I think next year, even though it's not that old, we should watch that Krampus movie that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> I really, I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to see it. Should we have, like, a red Christmas where we watch that and, like, Santa's sleigh and... Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and then the same year for Thanksgiving, we can do the turkey one where he attacks people. What was that called, babe? I don't know. You know what movie I'm talking about, though. It's the one where the turkey attacks people. I'm sorry. The only one that, like, the only thing that's coming to mind is the movie that you really want to watch, which is the uh, the thing that is inside someone's ass that kills people. Okay, but that's not Thanksgiving or oh, Christmas. Oh, that's uh, Dreamcatcher <laughs> by the, the, the Stephen King one. No, 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 no. There's another one where it's an actually a cute little guy, but he attacks people. Is it like Bad Milo or something? Yeah, Bad Milo. Yeah, it's a, it's a small that butt one, demon. That one's really good. Okay. It's like a hemorrhoid that kills other people, not sure, you. Sure, makes sense. Welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. I'm Josh. Sabrina's here. Hello. And we got Eric. Too. I'm here. Um, yeah. A little, sh- little short, unfortunately, due to some like very last minute scheduling changes. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's been a it's been a busy week, uh, what with the holidays and all. Mm-hmm. Uh new work and just stuff kind of piling up. But we got two episodes for you. Uh this one is going to be released this week. Um what thanks oh, it's named Thanks Killing. It's about a murderous turkey. Oh, boy. Yeah, that one will definitely be next year. Probably along with Adam's family as well. Kyle, unfortunately, <laughs> wasn't able to make it. Yeah, sadly. The tagline is gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> the guys that make Repo the Genetic Opera make this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shake out the sillies. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So you're going to get uh, this episode today. So getting released uh, next week, I'm actually probably going to do some form of stream or something since it will be closer to the holidays. So I will come up with something, perhaps video games, perhaps something. So keep a look over on the Twitter. Uh, also, if you are over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash sat friends club, uh, I will keep you intact on that. Uh, and then, of course, our th- intact, 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 and keep you intact. I will keep them no all one, together. No one will be blown up as a result of the podcast. <laughs> Unlike this movie today. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, True. blown up. So, uh, I have the uh, the wonderful ability to elect two movies this week um, because we were short on time and I just had to decide things. And I know that I had um, I had promised a little bit of Sonic Christmas special to you guys, but I decided that basically there's nothing to it. It's thirty minutes. 
The only thing of note is the fact that it's a weird crossover in a way, but in the end, it would have been like, it's bad, let's move on. Um, so I thought, you know, no, what we need to do is we need to do something that's a little bit more prescient. I think mm. that we need to do something that is, uh, that is important as a movie that was definitely a cornerstone of a lot of our childhoods. A lot of our childhoods? A lot of our childhoods. Uh, I think that's fair. No. It wasn't, no. it wasn't for you? No. No. Uh, well, I mean, so I'm electing Home Alone for the Midnight Society. Oh, okay. I thought you were still talking about Sonic. No. No, I was talking about Home Alone. She's used, no, that is she's very that. important. He's often talking about Sonic. <laughs> I just assume whenever he goes off like that, he's talking about Sonic. So I'm sorry. I didn't know he was talking about Home Alone this time. Not this week. He started talking about Sonic. So I was thinking, are you seriously still talking about Sonic? Okay. I could go on for a while. Oh, boy. Yeah, Home Alone was... Home, Home Alone is, is a part of all of our childhoods. Yeah, at least us old folks. So, I mean, basically, this is one of those movies that I think that we have all seen a million times. Yep. We have all encountered a million times. We couldn't easily say the first time we saw it. It was probably on VHS at some point. Um, do any of us really have any feelings or opinions of this before we watched it again? Um, I remember I, I remember liking it. It's like, I mean, it's, a, it's like a 90s kids movie. Um. I remember liking it as a kid, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably fine. It's probably still good." And yeah, I'd say my 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 viewing holds up. All right, Sabrina. It's an entertaining holiday, uh, a light uh, romp. Yeah, you're feeling the same. <laughs> yeah, same. The only thing that I had, so I was expecting a little bit of the like, this is going to be that thing that is nostalgic that I go back and I listen to, I actually watch, and I go, "Oh man, this was way worse than I remembered it," because it just. Between that and, like, this is a bad metric because I understand that as we've been going through, he's a bad, bad man. But Kevin Smith has in one of his movies that, the, you know, that basically in Dogma, what was it, that um, the Muse has made, like, 10 movies actually get Academy Awards. But the one that got away was uh, was Home Alone. It, that one, somebody sold their soul to the devil. <laughs> Wow. And I was like, oh no, is that movie actually bad? Turns out, no, it's like opposite time. No, I don't think it was saying that it was bad. I mean, here's my thing. If you're looking at Christmas stuff and a movie is still referenced in current day, like Christmas decorations or Christmas paraphernalia, that's how strongly it holds up. So I still see references for Home Alone in a lot of Christmas stuff that they're making nowadays and A Christmas Story. Like, those two movies get a lot of references. Yeah, but what, Christmas but, Story. But what, get made, what gets made Home Alone-wise nowadays? Like, you, you, the Christmas Story, yeah, they're redoing the Christmas Story. They did that horrible musical no, recently. No, no, no. Well, I'm not saying that they redid it. I'm saying they're still making Christmas paraphernalia for it. Yeah, there it's, are so it's, many it's filthy a- animal references and, like, stockings, sweaters, Christmas socks. Like it, it's, it's like a cultural reference. Yeah. Is frequent. It's yeah. still a pop culture reference even today around Christmas time. It also nearly made a half billion dollars out of the time yeah i mean 
then yeah, no you, wonder. It holds do you want to do you want to talk about some people that were real happy to make that money? <laughs> like we spent eighteen million dollars and got half a billion dollars. It cause like eighteen million seems like a lot, even for the time, like especially for the time for this movie, because the set consists of like some airport terminals and a house. <laughs> And like some stock footage of planes taking off and landing. Little known fact and, that and John cost Can- a whole lot. And John Candy's van, which I'm sure was his actual van. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, don't worry, I can get everybody in here. Was I have John- a box truck. Was John Candy still well known when this movie? Oh came yeah. Out? yeah. John Candy was well known till the day he left this mortal coil. Yeah. It's just weird. How do they get him to just like pop in for that such a small part? So basically, the idea for Home Alone came from Uncle Buck. So there is a huh. point in Uncle Buck where Macaulay Culkin's character uh, it pretty much is berating somebody as they are sticking their head through the dog door. To which the guy oh. who created the the uh, the actual producer for this, John Hughes, went. I wonder if I can make a whole movie out of that. That oh, yeah, this, is this, I forgot amazing. this is a John Hughes number. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Okay, so John Hughes is the same guy who did the a lot of movies for with John. For Uncle Buck, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and pretty, you know, if you want to talk about a movie maker of the 80s and early 90s that was pretty prolific, there's John Hughes. Yeah, this, oh boy. Um, so, yeah, as I said, we've all kind of seen this. We've all had our, our projections put on it. But does it still hold up? Is... Uh, is Home Alone still good? So let's go ahead and talk about, um, let's get on that plane and then forget something terribly important that we left back home. Let's go ahead and have your moment of being able to conquer your worst fears. And most of all, let's just go ahead and throw some paint cans on some guys' faces as hard as we possibly can. It's ready. You got something there? Ready? All right. No. Then, all right. Then, <laughs> then it's go time for... Home Alone, you motherfucker. All right, let's see. So let's go ahead and talk about this. Home Alone. Say, which takes place in the Harry Potter universe, apparently. <laughs> I forgot about it. Oh, God, imagine it. if... Uh, so do we never actually see where his room is, right? Like, if you think about it, we yeah. never see his room. So he very well could be living under the stairs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just all of a sudden, just, you're a wizard, Macaulay. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> She, he was forced to go up to the upstairs attic and that in that bed because he was supposed to share it with somebody. Yeah, he doesn't have a room. It's true. <laughs> this is very concerning all of a sudden. Yeah, it's weird. Like we, he, he's been into a few rooms in that house and they never show his room. He went into his big brother's room and his parents' room as far as bedrooms are concerned. And then the upstairs attic, and, as we well, said. Well, maybe yeah. though, though that house is enormous. Yeah, yeah but, but he never stays in his room. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, you would think he'd want to stay in his room, like, now that he has the whole place to himself, because that's probably where all his shit is at. Yeah, but it's more fun to get into everybody else's shit. Yeah, I guess so. so. Anyway, Home Alone is a 1990 American Christmas comedy film written and produced by John Hughes and directed by Chris Columbus. The film stars Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, an eight-year-old boy who is mistakenly left behind when his family's when his family flies to Paris for their Christmas vacation. Kevin initially relishes being home alone, but soon has to contend with two burglars, played by Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Uh, the film also features John Harold and Catherine O'Hara as Kevin's parents. Macaulay was nominated for a Golden Award for Best Actor, Musical, or Comedy for this film. Just any Golden Award? Golden... Uh, well, I mean, Award for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Right, right, okay. Yeah, they couldn't go for the Best Actor in General Award. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. It also became the highest grossing live action comedy film of all time in the United States and also held the worldwide uh, record until it was overtaken by another amazing movie. Maybe less so. Uh, the Hangover Part 2. Wow. In uh, 2011. What? Yeah. Like highest grossing comedy? Uh, wow. Live action comedy film. Wow. It's, and that's weird because I haven't even seen the second Hangover movie. We only saw the first one. Yeah. I Interesting. Under, I understand. Like, the first Hangover is good. I think the second Hangover is fine. And everybody I hear that talks about the third one is just like, it's shit. It's the worst. Well, um, Home Alone, though. No, Home Alone. Yeah. 1990. 1990. This was early. I'm talking, I was eight. The year of my birth. <laughs> so, yeah. A momentous occasion. Uh, so let's see anything music. I mean, the, the music's fine. It looks... I, 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 this is one of those things. Like, do we, do we really want to go into a detailed plot summary? Cause I think everyone has seen this movie before. I mean, so I think that there's enough of a, of the details of the plot. There's five paragraphs here, which may be a few too many. Yeah. Um, basically the plot is, um, you have, you know, the McCallister, the McAllister family getting ready for Paris, they're all gathering in Chicago. Uh, Kevin is there, and he keeps constantly being scorned by his parents and siblings for various things. Uh, he's just kind of like this little runt of a kid. This is a very realistic depiction of of older siblings, I will say. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of just dunking on constantly. Lots of, but he is being a he is being a total little brat. This movie. Yeah, like, he's awful. Yeah, he's just like, "Where's my pizza?" And it's just like, <laughs> "Well, did, I just ate it all." Blur, and it's just like starts fighting his brother and everything well just like it, it, it this is like the, this is definitely the little brother older brother dynamic oh right? yeah like yeah every, like I'd, I'd say he's more at fault he's being he's being like an annoying little brother but they're also picking on him yes. pretty pretty yeah. righteously it is pretty it is pretty funny like the contrast between this and like his the macaulay culkin's characters in other movies that we've done such as page master which he's just the sweetest perfect boy yeah, ever he's, he's he's too perfect I mean, he's just adorable. <laughs> no matter, I guess when he's that around that age, he's like so super. Like adorable. he just has that waddle walk still. Well, like he's still just like a duck, just like trying to get from place to place. Yeah, as well as how old is he at this point? Nine. Actually? He's not. Oh, okay. So he's not. He's, so he was older in this. He was younger when he did Page Master, then, right? I think Page Master was after this. Let me pull yeah, up the details of okay. of Macaulay Culkin. I thought he was older. I thought he was like. Uh, I thought he was like 11 or 12 or something. Like, okay. I, I thought that, that it was always his thing was that he just looked really young. Hmm. Uh, so let's see. Looking at 
this. Uh, I saw, said Uncle Buck. Okay. Uh, so uh, Home Alone 1990, Page Master 1994. Oh. Wow. He had four years. Just... Wow. He looks super young in Page Master. Okay. So he, he, he grew up to the point that he was nine and then stopped growing for a while. <laughs> cool. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I, I will say this movie, rewatching it, is like, man, there, there are many actors in this which I recognize from other places. And a lot of the child actors from other things that we have done, I I would like to, yeah I, I would like to point out. Go for it. Um. Well, not only I mean Macaulay Culkin, we've and we've done Page Master. Have we done anything else with him in it? I think that may be the only two. Okay. I mean, we haven't done anything like The Good Son, and I don't know why we would. Um. Uh, we haven't done Uncle Buck, which you know, oh man, I said like. Um, Michael C. Morona. I would like to point out. Uh, Big Pete is in this show, is in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is, which again, it's just funny to see him playing an evil older sibling, and then Pete and Pete, he's like, a really, he's like the nicest character ever. So it's like this is this is Big Pete gone bad. He is he is just kind of like a big soft dope. Well, yeah. he looks different in Big Pete too, then, because he was thinner, wasn't he? Well, he's much. He, I think Pete and Pete is also like ninety four. I want to oh, say so he was also older. So he's he older. Lost a lot oh of yeah, his baby fat. Okay. And then uh, Kieran Culkin, who is the I think is the cousin uh, who wets the bed. Is uh is what's his name from uh, Ozel Wallace from um uh, Scott Pilgrim, really? Yep. Oh, hey, <laughs> I think it's wow. Like, I want to say he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Um, look at that. Or right it might now. be cousin. Who knows? Like, there's so many. Well, he was definitely a cousin in the the movie. Yeah, his his uh, he's Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, oh. and he acted alongside him in a couple of different things. Oh. Oh, wow. But yeah, he's uh he's he's the best character from Scott Pilgrim. He is a good character. I like that character. We should watch <laughs> Scott Pilgrim again. No. <laughs> Damn it. You had your chance. We watched it. We talked about it. But yeah, and of course it's there's I mean John Candy's in this movie. Joe Pesci's in this movie. Catherine O'Hara's Catherine O'Hara is in this movie. I mean, we got her for Beetlejuice. Daniel Stern's in this movie. Oh, right. Was he again? <laughs> no, he, they specifically wanted Daniel Stern. Wow. You know, they they said that they liked him in uh uh this uh. Well, then he went on to do City Slickers, and he was in the Wonder Years. Interesting. Oh that, God, the Wonder Years. Yeah, you want to talk about a a. a Ooh. You want to, that? I actually remember watching that, and that would be something really interesting to go back to. Just I to go like. I remember watching that too when I was really young. But, but yeah, so I, I think Home Alone is, is funny to go back and watch it. Like, man, this is this is some '90s ass casting right here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know it was. I mean, I don't know that they, they were prescient of just like these people will all be important in this coming decade. Uh, let's cast them. Yeah. Um. So the kind of details are everything goes down. He gets sent up to the to the attic. And basically, on the way up to the attic, he's just pretty much just like, all right, listen, I wish that I never saw you again. I wish I didn't have a family. I wish that, you know, I wake up tomorrow morning and all of you just disappear. And his mom's just like, no, you don't really mean that. And he's just like, of course I do. And he goes upstairs and has a hissy fit sleep. Meanwhile, downstairs, bad stuff happens because wish magic. Yes. Uh, and basically, the power goes out and the family who has rented vans and everything to get to the airport to make it to Paris find out that they've woken up late and are in a mad dash to try and uh, get to the airport. And then the movie has to make some certain like bizarre detours to try and be like, okay, we have to account. Like they specifically had to account for everything to make it so that the mom was not neglectful. 
Yeah, that's true. It's like we have to come up with an excuse for this not to be just a harrowing tale of bad parenting. Yeah. Uh, and they specifically, like John Hughes supposedly was just like, no, I wanted to take care of every loophole. It's like, how could you leave a kid there right. at home? And it's like, oh, well, they sent the, the, the old eldest daughter out to do a head count. And some idiot kid from next door was poking around at the place right. and got head counted in. And that's why, you know, and no, none of the other kids said a damn thing. The neighbor kid is also, seems also felt like a Pete and Pete character. (laughs) Just going to say. Just sitting there, just asking this random guy everything. I feel like this, this, yeah. That kid disappears in a van in a few years. Like, he's just like, hey, what's in here? Hey, what kind of candy you got? He stayed, yeah, he asked too many questions. Um... And yeah, the entire thing of like, oh, we got all the passports, we got everything. The only point that I couldn't fit in was in the 90s, wouldn't you like have to still have everybody check and be like, okay, here's all your boarding passes here. Yeah. And then they eventually would have gone like, huh, hey, we got one extra. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's weird. And the the mom's got like, she's got one of those big ass like passport wallets. I've seen those before. Like, oh, there's there's a thing. Yep. So they get on their flight. They're flying to Paris in, you know, in style. They they essentially throw all the kids in the back and all the adults are in the front. Yeah. Adults first class getting drunk. Um, by the way, we didn't mention that the uh, that the uncle is like the absolute worst person. He is such a cheapskate. It's ridiculous. He's amazing. Uh, may, probably made even better the fact that their original casting was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> yes, really? I saw that. Dude. Yeah, they originally wanted Kelsey Grammer for this. Just a very That's well, such a small role. Yeah, yeah, but could you? But you could imagine they're just like, we just need somebody that's like, n- kind of like foppish and New English, and right. just like could be the biggest pain in the ass. Is like, give me Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah him as Fraser, but just like in that role, <laughs> and it's very funny. Is this beluga caviar? Oh, get it away. I don't even want to try it. <laughs> God, the, yeah. But it is, it is, yeah, so we, we get the big reveal of, like, he's been left at home, and thus, he, and thus he has to party. Yeah, and then basically it's this entire scene of just him doing all this stuff and trying out, and, oh, I'm going to go up into my brother's room, and I'm going to start li- wrecking stuff and look at his playboys. I, and- I like the set deck on um on and Buzz's, like, chest, his, his, like, chest of wonders, and it's, like, it, it's, like, Playboys and candy. <laughs> it, it, but it's also like there's there like a flashlight and ha- I, I paused that and like, what what is the set decoration on this? And it was funny. Like he's stashing a lot of junior mints in there. <laughs> Delicious. And firecrackers, apparently. And then and the Playboy cover was like, was like airline stewardess babes or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's just hawking the Sears catalog in there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then basically just watching spooky TV, spe- spooky movies and eating tons of ice cream. I mean, you say Sears catalog and my boss has said that's what they used to use when mm-hmm. they were kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. De- desperate. Why is your boss telling you this? I- <laughs> that's a good sweetie. My boss what? has told me all sorts of weird stories. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> It seems like that there's a workplace environment that there's a that, yeah that's a this is a very <laughs> I have a very interesting workplace environment. <laughs> this is please tell me it's not at the Sears catalog. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know I make it because I love it. <laughs> now that would be weird. Yeah, really. 
Give me the latest copy of the Sears catalog. <laughs> there was that Simpsons bit where Moe has the light detector test. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you unhook me. I don't deserve this shabby treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. Uh, we'll have to hear more about this later. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Dinner my own wife. Dinner at home. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I, I, I like little details like that. So... And I also, I think one of the, the parts that still made me laugh was every time he's like sarcastically like yelling out like, Buzz, I'm going through all your stuff. Better come in here and pound me. Yeah. Better come in here and stop me. Yeah. Just still being a little shit, but uh, a lovable shit. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, something that should also be mentioned is old man Marley, the creepy guy next door. This Supposedly weird... he killed people. Well, he's like, he's like the, the poor old man who lives next door, I guess. Yes. And, like, yeah, the, the kids are making up rumors that he's this murderer, but he's, like, central to the plot later. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he doesn't know this. Maybe this isn't his house now that I think about it. Because don't you imagine that over the years he would have, like, figured out and actually talked to this guy that it only knows? showed up it's, here? Maybe he is from out of town. It's kid logic. I don't yeah. know. Uh, or maybe they just Airbnb'd this giant house before flying out. Like, yeah, what, like 20 years before it was invented? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They were the, in the pilot program. Right, right, right. Before the internet. Um, so, yeah, rumored a serial killer, so he's super uh, spooked about it. Meanwhile, we got the Wet Bandits. <laughs> this is Harry and Marv. Got Joe Pesci and uh, and uh, Daniel Ratcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I don't Daniel think Stern. Daniel Ratcliffe I, was even born yet. No. I, I like the... Um, I, I like the uh, some of the notes about who they were trying to cast for Joe Pesci's role and included uh, discount or, or like alternate universe Joe Pesci, um, uh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> you, like, it should have been Bob Hoskins and Joe Pesci. Just two, like, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. hey. And there's two, the, two of them. All of a sudden, the fawn shows up. Hey. They look, they look pretty similar, just bouncing off each other. It would have been good. Um, but yes. Yeah, so- my brother. Yes. So we have the wet bandits, which are called that way because one, they break into the, all the houses around here, and they have a calling card of flooding out the houses well, as well. Except Joe Pesci is totally not into that idea. Well, no, it's a dumb idea. It's just Marv's thing. Yeah, yeah. it's Marv's. He, he, Marv wants to do a calling card, but basically, what they've gone is they've cased the entire neighborhood because this is a nice affluent neighborhood. Um, right. and basically what they want to do is, uh, you know, go through, find out when everybody's going out on holiday, rob them, and then, you know, they'll be super safe to do it because there's nobody there. I like the excuse of them just like, well, he's disguised as a police officer, like casing the neighborhood. And so, oh yeah. We'll, we're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent idea. Like, it's a decent idea. Granted, with the moment the movie opened, I'm like, how did he get inside? Yeah, no one noticed, no, no one's noticed him. There's just a cop in our foyer. Like, what's going on it's here? A, it's a rich white family. I'm, it's, they're basically a private security. <laughs> oh, look, there's a cop here. Oh, uh, he must be here to help us. Yes. We'll keep... Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so they're, they're, they've cased the neighborhood, as you're saying. And uh, setting, up, setting us up for the end game. So basically uh, what happens is the two burglars go for uh, the house that Kevin is in and Kevin immediately scares them away the first time by turning on the lights and making some noise. And they're like, oh, shit, is there someone here? And then they run away. Cue to like what feels like an hour of just like, is there someone here? Is there someone in the house? I don't know. Oh, boy. And then 
Kevin essentially going like having to escalate and is like, oh, now we're putting like a whole bunch of figurines around. So now it looks like there's a party in the house. And they're like, well, we obviously can't rob it now. He's upping the cartoon logic about like how quickly he gets everything set up. Yeah, ingeniousness. So yeah, I think we probably could trim some of this, some of the fat out of this movie. Yeah, and, it, it's all just setting up for the like the final like scenes, which are the best part. And like the final scene, that's like, oh, they realize that it's a kid. Like, what's up with the toothbrush scene? I think they had to establish that's why he's not just calling the police because they don't want it because he doesn't want to get. He doesn't want to get like he got caught shoplifting. Oh, okay. So he thinks that because he shoplifted, that if he called the cops about stuff, he'll get in trouble. Will... Okay, that is dumb logic. It's a, this is a children's movie starring a child. And why why did he go in to get a toothbrush anyway? Cause, remember, because he was being like an adult. He's going out shopping and like just do it. Like, it... Well, why didn't he get a toothbrush at the first point? Because I, Josh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is like the Macaulay Culkin shtick. Is like. It's cute and funny because he's a little kid and he's he's so gosh dang precocious. Okay. No, then, I think he says why he needed to get a toothbrush. He says something about, I guess it, his toothbrush was packed or something, so he oh, didn't have his true. toothbrush oh, okay. anymore. So he had to go and get one. Also, I will say, what the fuck is up with old man Marley line cutting? <laughs> like at that he's register, just there, he's done. just there and then just like puts his big bloody hand on the counter and then just looks at him. Yeah. <laughs> like. This is not a way of like, I, hey, how's it going? This is like, this is definitely in the like murderous I, intent I think area. This is like, well, I mean, it's 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 just a it's just a tool for the movie. But I do think this is like, um, I would chalk this up to this is like Pete and Pete in that I think we have a slightly unreliable perspective. Like, yes, this is where where everything is just a little bit. We're seeing it through the kids' eyes. Oh yeah, so. like the like the big spooky heater and everything like that. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That I remember that like spooking me out as a kid. Yes. It did. I remember that spooked me out as a kid, too. But what was funny is that when you watched it this time, you were like, what's up with the heater? Well, because I'm like, when I look at it, I'm like, that's not what I imagine what a heater a heater to look like. It's like an, that's like that's like an old style furnace. Is it? Yeah. But I think like I, I think because those, when those things kick on and like they'll make weird noises. So I think the idea is like some kids would be scared of the weird like demonic growling that the furnace makes. Oh, I yeah. guess maybe it's just because I've never been in a house that big, so none of the houses I've been in would have needed something it, that monstrous looking. It, it's like an old 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 style furnace, I think, huh. is the idea. Yeah, That's like your nineteen twenties old like giant houses. It looked brand new too. Like what? the paint on it was still <laughs> shiny. What, what, what is the deal with this? Like there's a whole series of nineties like comedy movies like this and they take it's like a like a well-off family with like a million kids in a giant house like because this is also christmas vacation yeah or any or a lot yeah christmas vacation especially i just thought that was was weird it's like this is like a i wonder if this is like a if that's a thing for filmmakers because it's like it's super cheap we get one giant location we have a million different angles we can shoot and like little rooms we can shoot in well i think i think it's just the family ensemble comedy i'm trying to remember um there was one that was in the mid '90s that featured um, Steve. I'm trying to remember white hair. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Um, that was like really popular for a while there, where he had like a family of twelve or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember yeah. the name of the movie. But it was like a big ensemble comedy, and yeah, it has a lot of those just like. All the kid, family and kids just can't figure out, and they can't work together until something brings them together yeah. at the end. Yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, we just have the escalation. The entire time the mom is trying to get home, uh, she basically decides that she's going to take the earliest flight that she can and have to do some gymnastics to try and get back to Chicago fast enough. Um, so she becomes kind of like this weird side plot where she's just bouncing around from city to city uh, trying to figure out how to get home. Um, I guess at this point we could mention the John Candy bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is basically he's a big polka band. They're like a traveling polka band. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, you can get in our box truck and truck along to us because we're going to Minneapolis. Yeah, and from where I guess where she was, she was in Ohio at the time. I forget somewhere like that. So I, were... I did not. I did not track her exact like geographic course uh, exactly as, as as tightly as I did the rest of the movie. Yeah, there was not a Euro trip style uh, like um, map. map that showed up. It would have been helpful. Yeah, I we, think they said it. I think because she asked where the heck she was again. Because I guess yeah, she had been hopping where am I? planes. Scranton? Yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was in Scranton. So that's yeah. Ohio, right? Uh, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, on their way to Milwaukee, they made a stop in Chicago for her to help her out. How the hell do you fly to Scranton, of all places, like, and think... not know? Well, no. I think it's because she's hopped so many planes just to try and get home. That that was the last plane she took was to Scranton. I'm also, I guess Paris a, to Scranton. Maybe this was just a '90s thing. But it seems like it seems like a lot of hoops to go to to, to get back to like Chicago, a very yeah. large city. Yes, it's just like oh, well, for some reason we can't fly to the biggest hub in the world. Well, the yeah. issue was that she couldn't. Every all the all the flights were booked. So remember, she had to like bribe this older couple to let her get on their plane. Oh, yeah. Their plane probably went to New York, and from New York, she probably went found another flight to Scranton. So she's slowly trying to make her way towards Chicago because all the flights are booked because it's the holidays. I guess. Like, I don't of know. course, it's we just... live in like today where it's just like if I wanted to find a way to fly somewhere, I could find like 18 different uh, yeah. like airlines that could probably get me there today. Right, but we've never actually tried traveling during the actual peak holiday season before. Right, like because that's madness. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. This, this also seems like a terrible vacation. Like I'm gonna go travel to like a foreign country with with all my kids. a million <sighs> a million awful children over the holidays. Yeah, and Just like kill me now. At first, I was confused because I was like, how many of these are actually his siblings? And finally, they showed the photo. I'm like. Oh my god, there are five kids even when they don't have their cousins over? Yeah. That's too many. I mean, back then maybe it wasn't too many, but nowadays when I think way, about it, I'm just way like, Way back Whoa. then in the year that I was born. I mean, I was one of five siblings, so yeah. I'm older than you. I know. Shut up. No, I mean you're talking, like days of yore when you have, you know, twelve kids, but like this is nineteen ninety. Exactly. Why do we feel even back then? What was the drive to have five children? Cheaper by the dozen. I do. That, oh yeah, that was the name of the movie. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, cheaper by the dozen. Yes, <laughs> I figured it out. Oh yeah, because like Hillary Duff was in that movie. Oh, mistakes were made. <laughs> what? I love Hillary Duff. You shut up. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I, I just think it's weird that it's like I mean, this is the weird one now. Like it's a, it's, you know, they're clearly a very well-off family, but then they offset it by just having like a bunch of kids. Also, what a shit experience for all the other kids who get to fly to Paris to sit around for a while to fly the fuck back. Yep. Well, they stayed there for two days, so I doubt they just stayed in the apartment they were. Staying it looks like at. that was exactly what they did. The, yeah. As soon as they got there, yeah. 
I mean, they were just kind of, when we went there, they were just sitting in that apartment doing nothing, waiting for the flight to get back. Well, I, I just, on top of all this, else you're going to Paris, which is like the busiest tourist destination in the world. So, and I can't imagine traveling there for Christmas of all times. Yeah, this sounds like, I mean, this is all just the setup for like, what, what is the, what is the worst possible vacation you could plan? It looks like we're flying to Nuremberg. <laughs> I'm sure Nuremberg, Nuremberg's probably really quiet, actually. But yeah, yeah, nice time. All right, so I think at this point, the things that lead up to the end is that we have the wet bandits finally figuring out, okay, this is there's only a kid here. We can finally totally take out this house. You've got, you know, old man Marley is just kind of around, but then we have kind of a conversation that happens before the big attack in which uh, Kevin actually talks to old man Marley, and he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. Um, he basically gives some life advice because apparently he doesn't talk to his son anymore. Oh, yeah. And, and then, like, a nine-year-old kid can, you know, help you solve all of your you problems. You know what? Out of the mouth of babes. You know, True. you. it's amazing what kids, like, how, like, smart and, like, because the thing is, for kids, it's not, they don't think about all the extra stuff. They just see how it is. That's why they're able to, like, just say things like he did. Like it's amazing what it, they come up with. It, it also works. It's 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 meant to be cute. It's like yeah, yeah, but kids are actually like that. They will just say things because they just see how they are. Mm -hmm. They don't think about all the extra stuff that that are involved that made that situation happen. I, I respectfully disagree. Children are dumb as hell. <laughs> they can be, but they can also be surprisingly bright. You well, can't stop stop clock right twice a day. What? You know, stop clock is right. They, they can get they can get things right every once in a while merely because they make a good into like they make it one good point. Like, but the most of the other times they are sitting there going like, "How do you drive a car?" Children, bad for you. Should I eat that? How does that taste? Well, yeah, but that's like everybody. Not everyone is going to know everything about everything, especially children. Okay, how about we get to the attack? All right, so the things the that, best part of the movie, like all everything up to this point in the movie, has just been leading yes. up to this. And man, are we just waiting and waiting and waiting for this moment to actually happen? But that's because we've seen the movie so many times, we yeah. know that it's going to happen. Okay, so let's go through the things that happen. Make sure that we don't miss anything on this list. We have their first attempt at the front at the back door, to which they get shot essentially by a BB gun. Right. Uh, once in the nards, once in the head. So B BB gun, frozen water on the steps. Okay, then Marv decides to go downstairs while, um, let's see, what was his name? Marv. Harry. Okay, Harry, while yeah. Harry goes to the front. And he so gets... Harry goes to the front, Marv goes downstairs. Both stairs, now icy wet. Wait, I thought Marv was Joe Pesci. Uh, okay, yeah, Marv is Joe Pesci. All right, so Marv goes to the front, Harry goes down to the basement stairs. Both stairs are super wet, so they are full of ice, so they both have... Extended scenes where they are slipping and sliding everywhere and falling yep. down. Yes. Um, going to the basement. Finally gets to the basement uh, for Marv. And we have the scene where a uh, iron smacks him on the face. I, I, I did like that gag. He's, he's got like a light bulb hanging on a string, but it's actually going up the laundry chute. and has the iron sitting on it. Mm -hmm. So when he pulls it, it just like, like oh, okay, that was, that was clever. I liked that one. And then uh, the one that really got Sabrina, which was the, uh, the tar shoes. Oh yeah, so <laughs> his so he's walking up the tarred stairs. Yeah, and his shoes come off, then his socks, 
But and then there's the friggin' what was that? A roof? It was like a roofing shingle. Yeah, a roofing shingle with a nail through it, and he steps on it. And she's and, like, uh, "Oh!" I was scared they were gonna show it. That's why I forgot if they showed it or not. Uh, they go completely through. Yeah, but luckily they <laughs> this didn't. Is not body horror here. <laughs> I was gonna say, not since uh, a quiet place have we seen. <laughs> it's just I, I like the idea that, that, that they were like, "I got I got a note from Home Alone. I want to use it in this movie." Uh, that, movie, uh, that movie was terrible, by the way. Oh, okay. What? A Quiet Place. Okay. It's a very I've quiet movie. I've heard some people say it was good. Uh, I'm a, well, I it's not interesting, and I'm a total wuss about horror movies, and I, like, that movie was, like, boring. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I've heard some people say good things, so I don't know what it's, to think. It's, there's, there's many, it's incredibly boring, and there's many better movies. Anyway. Okay, so now we move to Harry, who's at the front. Harry essentially <laughs> can, is stumbling, cannot get up these stairs. Well, he, well, okay, well, when we, get, when we get to the doorknob. Yeah, and so he finally gets, goes, just stumbles around, finally gets up the stairs, goes to the doorknob, and... He gets, he gets like a hair tote from, uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, no, he, he grabs the medallion. Yeah, yeah, he grabs the searing hot uh, doorknob, doorknob it, 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 for several seconds. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then runs and runs tumbles back down the stairs. Now Harry and Marv move to the back door, uh, to which they try and make their way in uh, just by forcing their way in. Uh, Harry goes and opens the door, only to have a flamethrower to his head. <laughs> I, I, there's a great animated gif of just that scene where it's just it just loops that second where he's just like screaming with a flamethrower on his head endlessly. Um, meanwhile, good. Marv decides to go through a window. He is, of course, as ooh, we mentioned, the, ooh, shoeless. That's the one that get. That, that's the one that I couldn't watch. Now the fun thing about that is that's candy. Oh, I'm, I, I'm yeah, sure. It's yeah. totally, I know it's but totally you're, safe. you're just looking at it, and you're just going like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just stepping on glass. Well, just the like, pointy glass ornaments, and he, like, he like hoists himself over the windowsill and, like, really goes down on them. Yeah. By the way, he and was like, wearing oh. he was wearing hobbit feet in those scenes. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like sugar glass, and he's wearing, like, uh, fake feet. Fake, shoe coverings I've, i mean i've actually stepped on a nail before though oh, so yeah. that's why well, that nail scene got to me oh yeah that, I, just just the idea of just like exploding pointy glass just being fired as hard <laughs> as you can into your the soles of your feet good times so at this particular point if i'm correct they charge their way in it flips get to, on the micro machines yeah gets to the stairs both of them simultaneously flips on the micro machines to which kevin is just at the top of the stairs going nee 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 you know, and essentially thirsty for more. Yeah, the thirsty for more line, which he completely ad libbed. Oh, okay. He, he that was just uh, something he micro said. Micro machines is that what you what we called Hot Wheels back in the day? No, no, yeah. no. Micro machines like there's a di different toy. Oh, really? Micro machines were like they were plastic and they were like usually about yay big, and uh -huh. it was like I I always remember it was, micro machines were like tanks and like military stuff. Yeah, huh. they tend to be more like industrial vehicles and stuff like that opposed and then, to and then hot wheels like die cast metal and they're about yeah, big and okay, then they're so they smaller cars. than hot yeah. wheels i i definitely okay. had i definitely had a lot of micro machines yeah. it's pretty sweet uh so kevin runs up the stairs they bound up the stairs and why not and here's probably the most cans. number one known remembered thing yeah the paint cans to the face mm -hmm. <laughs> oh he, uh, no McCul let, let it not be said macaulay culkin is a murderer oh yeah <laughs> he, he attempts to murder these these two robbers uh, let's see. They continue on, go upstairs. I'm trying to remember if there's anything beyond the point that the tarantula happens. Oh, we forgot about the uh, the 
Um, one particular point where there, oh. he runs through the door. There's the saran wrap that wraps across Harry's face well, to he, which it's the, covered in it's covered in like glue. And then like yeah. the the fan, the fan turns on and covers him in feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. And then okay, so they're upstairs. There's a tarantula that happens. Well, there's a tarantula on him. Well, no, because Macaulay's trying to run from him. Right. And then so he and he does something so they fall over. But as he's running past, uh, Joe Pesci's character grabs him, and that's when he's when he's trying to go up to the attic. So that's when he sees the tarantula. That's totally unplanned. He sees the tarantula. Yeah. He just grabs it and then puts it on the, Joe. The tarantula is, has been like running around the house in the meanwhile because he like, right he bro- he knocked the shelf over with the tank on it. Right. Uh, and there's a really great scene that Sabrina pointed out where basically there is the tarantula that is on, uh, I think Harry at this point yeah. and Marv is like trying to get it off. Oh yeah. So you see that it's a real tarantula. He, the someone, I don't know if Macaulay actually holds there. Someone else does, but someone grabs tarantula, puts it on him, on Joe Pesci's character. And at first you see, oh, that's the real tarantula. But then when the other guys are getting ready to, like, hit him, all of a sudden you go back to him and it's a fake tarantula. And yeah. you can totally tell because they didn't even bother painting it to look it like the actual tarantula. It is just black rubber. Yeah, it's black. And the other tarantula definitely has, like, red stripes right, all over yeah. him or reddish stripes. No, so it, all of a sudden this is this completely black. It's completely spread out like this. <laughs> and all of a sudden he hits him. And then it flashes back to him, and he turns over, and it's the real one again, and then he falls off of him. I think if, if you're a translator trainer and you worked on this movie, please email us. <laughs> we want to talk to you about how this was cut. It's like it didn't even look like the other, the real tarantula. I mean, at least paint it so it looks similar. You spent how much money on this movie? $18 million. You couldn't put a little extra paint on this prop you probably bought from the gag store? Seriously, it's really upset. Like maybe, I know, really. Maybe you have a future in set decoration or tarantula wrangling. I think she'd love both of those. Set deck actually does seem like an interesting job. Well, because we were watching. What were we watching? She was um, a script. Um, a script oh, like uh, continuity or something? yeah, continuity uh, director. Okay, no, yeah. but they were called a script something. They had an actual name with the word script in it. Anyways, they're supposed to make sure things are consistent. Yeah. As the movie goes along. So, um, that's what that movie needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then basically, uh, we zip have line. the zip line at this point. Child, children oh, assembling yeah. a zip line. Very yeah. safe. Uh, and then, uh, basically they try and crawl their way across because they're like, oh, he's probably got more traps to go through here if we try and go directly. Uh, so then we, um... We, they basically try and make their way across to which he takes some lawn shears, cuts the rope, and they fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. To which point he just runs away and then they run after it. He goes to the house next door, which, by the way, when he was at the house at one particular point, he does call the cops right. and say, Hey, I'm going to be, hey, there's something going on yeah. at this other house. This was after he hit them with the paint cans. He <laughs> right. went to the other room, called the cops. Once I've attempted murder, then you call the cops. Though how they knew it was the other house in the end, I don't know. But I think yeah. he specifically said the to go to that house. Oh, did he? Because okay. he didn't want them to go to find him because oh. he had he had committed a crime. He wanted them to find the burglars. Right. Um. So basically, 
Um, he runs over there. He discovers, oh, weird, it's covered with water. Meanwhile, the bandits are like, hey, he's going to run through the basement. Let's just meet him up in the front. And basically they catch him, you know, ha, 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 put him up on the door, yeah. hang him up by his jacket. You know, we're going to, I'm going to bite off every single one of your fingers. And then what happens? Shovel. Shovel, shovel. It's old man Murray. Marley. 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 Old man Marley. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to save you after I murdered these two. He didn't murder them. He, he just knocked them, them out. They were dead. He just knocked them out with his snow shovel. I, I just want to point out that uh, just a random fact that apparently uh, one of the people uh, one of the people they were looking for to play Harry was Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, really. I just like the idea, like a bumble. I, I, like, you know what would would double down in this is like Mr. Bean was one of the robbers <laughs> because he could avoid all the traps because he's also powered by like cartoon logic. <laughs> uh, and then basically we get the wrap up to the movie. Uh, he's. One, he stays the night back at his house while the wet bandits get caught. Yeah, so old man Marley takes him back. To, he's like, let me get you back to your house. So he's back at his house by the time the cops arrive and they arrest uh, the wet bandits. And I guess that he cleans up everything yeah. except for his brother's room. Yeah. Um, because basically the parents have no idea, seem to have no idea. Like they're not going like, why are there paint cans here? Why is there tar on the steps? Why is there, you know, they seem com completely not. How like, do you clean up tar from the I don't steps? know. I mean, they didn't go to the basement. Oh, that's but... right. They didn't go to the basement. Yeah, he probably cleaned everything on the first floor where most of the main traps were. But he didn't set traps in the bedrooms. So I don't think. Yeah, he didn't do that. He so did he the paint can... cans. Well, also, he wouldn't have been able to clean up what happened to his brother's room because those were all, like, shelves, and he's a little boy. Right. Um, let's see. And the only other thing, yeah, the only other piece that would have actually been damaged to the house would have possibly been the doorknob and the uh, if that the little flamethrower canister ended up igniting something. So, yeah. Um. Uh, and basically, he gets home, uh, goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, and he doesn't get his Christmas wish because he's still alone. Oh, yeah, we he's forgot still at about home. the scene where he went to see Santa Claus. Yeah, he did. Oh, you did really like that scene. Go ahead and explain that one. Okay, so I, for, I think this was the night. The night when yeah, the attack was going to happen. the night when the attack was going to happen, he decided to go see Santa Claus, and literally... The the one of the helper elves is closing up the shop and he's like, is he still in? And she's like, well, he's at his car. If you hurry, you can catch him, which I thought was interesting that she would even say that to him. Yeah, can't, so, don't break like Santa kayfabe here. So there's like Santa Claus there. He like he's smoking his cigarette. So his beard's down and he goes up and he's like, Santa Claus, can I talk to you? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. He quickly throws the cigarette away. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, crap. And and then he pulls up his beard, like, right right after Macaulay tells him, yeah. I he, know you're not the real Santa Claus. He's like, what makes you say that? He puts his beard back on. <laughs> so there's this cute scene where he's like, well, can you make sure my family's back tomorrow? Because he thinks it's magic that made them disappear to begin with. And, like, Santa Claus is, okay, I'll do the best that I can. And he's obviously, like, he's like, the fuck's going on and here? He's like, he's like really sad story or something but it was like i thought it was really sweet that even though he was technically off he took the time to sit there and listen to 
you know, Macaulay's character tell him what he wanted for Christmas. And he's like, yeah, I'll do the best I can. And then he goes off home and he goes in his car and his car just like stutters when he's trying to drive it. But I don't know. I thought that was really sweet because it's like you don't really think about the fact that the people who like do this, like, yeah, they 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 get paid to do it. But at the same time, like these are people that have to actually like being around kids, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure there are ones that don't, but I'm sure someone out there likes kids, but it's not me. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm don't really don't expect Eric to be a I don't Santa. Act, no, I don't actually hate children that much. It's just a, a, a note. Yeah, but I don't know. I thought it was a really sweet touch. I mean, I know it's a kids' movie, so why would they make him be mean? But it was kind of like this humanistic touch of, you know, he's obviously not Santa Claus. He's smoking a cigarette or whatever, but he takes the time to, even though he it's the end of his shift to talk to him. I thought it was really cute. No, so he made the wish, and then when morning comes, his parents isn't there. But then, as he goes back upstairs. His mom appears, and then they bump into each other and hug, and then the entire family returns, and then they're all back home, and the score plays, and everyone's happy, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell happened in my room? And you get the Macaulay Culkin face of like, (laughs) oh, oh." Uh, we also didn't talk about the one thing, which is the classic Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. Ah! That happens well, like, like two he, or three times. Well, he's, yeah, I, I like when he does, he, like, despite having not shaved, he does the aftershave yeah. and then has to mime it. Like, <laughs> like an earnest level. Like, he does it twice, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we forget the, the little joke they had where the rest of the family comes in and she's like, how'd you guys get here? And they're like, we took the flight you didn't want to wait for. And she just laughs. It's like, yeah, you got <laughs> here the insane. exact same time that they got here if you had just waited for that one playing two days later <laughs> yeah but she got yeah but they didn't get to hang out with john candy they sure like did 27 <laughs> hours in a van yeah i'm sure i think i would have enjoyed 27 hours with john candy his last 27 hours on earth <laughs> he's just sitting uh... there eating an entire ham <laughs> uh 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 John Candy was, he was my camp candy. That's fine, but it was him and a bunch of other comedians that died because of stuff related to their weight. Yeah. It wasn't just him. It was, um... There was, uh, yeah, the 90s had a giant span of people that were overweight actors that were probably also potentially doing some form of drug that died. 100%? Yeah. Yeah, well, who wasn't doing drugs back in the 90s? None of us. We were all doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Still trying to get over the 80s. Yeah. Um, all right. And that is essentially Home Alone feelings. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, going back, it's like, I, I, it's hard for me to gauge because it's like I've seen this movie so many times and I remember, I remember like everything. It's like, oh, yeah, but I enjoyed it. It's like, this is a fun, again, this is a movie that like I, I don't like, I don't mind going back and seeing yeah. as an adult. It's like, yeah, oh, this is fun. I could, I could, I could definitely see like, Future generations still watching this movie and being like, "Oh, this is what the '90s were look were like." Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff holds up. There is some oddity of just like weird the landline phone. <laughs> oh yeah, this this is an this is a movie that does not work with cell phones. No, doesn't work with cell phones or just like, like any number of things. I don't I don't know. It's like when I grew up, I watched a bunch of stuff my dad watched growing up. So I feel like this would be like one of those movies that if I had kids. 
I would have my kids watch. And then because they grew up watching stuff like this, it wouldn't be so weird for them. Like, it's like, I know what those, the the phones that you had to spin to dial. Rotary dial. Yeah. Like, I knew what those were, and that wasn't something we had when I was a kid. I know what they are because I saw them in older movies all the time. I, I Yeah, I just like the idea that it's like, the future generations will watch this, but it's like Home Alone, it's Home Alone VR on their phones. Well, we could talk, we could talk about the sequel. Wow. We can talk about the sequels. No, I don't think we should. There is Home Alone 2, which actually did feature Macaulay Culkin. and was the New York one. Uh, oh. Yeah, okay, I've yeah. seen that one, but I had never saw any of the ones with they had that they used the other kid for. So I'll just give you the years of these movies well, we... to give you an idea. <laughs> okay. So there's Home Alone, 1990. Mm-hmm. A quick turnaround to Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, 1992. Mm-hmm. Then somebody realized we could probably still milk this for a little bit of money. Yep. Home Alone 3, 1997. Now, I want to say uh, Home Alone 3, I remember seeing that in theaters as a kid. And I, I think this people have discussed other elsewhere, but like, it was like the first time you remember seeing a movie as a kid and like, ooh, this is a bad movie. Yeah, like, it, I remember seeing that even as a seven-year-old child. Like, I don't like this movie. Now, granted, they are also doing the. the they do change the name, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it does look pretty awful, and none of the original cast is there. There's like a parrot involved somehow. I get. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Then let's go ahead and talk about the fact that. Uh, so that was 1997. Somebody five years later goes. You know what we could we could get some more money out of Home Alone with Home Alone Four taking back the house. Oh my God, French Stewart's in featuring it. French, French Stewart. Stewart. What? See, French Stewart is a space marine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Oh, and he's doing the French Stewart face, just that that little squint oh, with the smile. Is just he one rrr. of the robbers? Yeah, he's one of the robbers. See, that's Look, he's French doing the Macaulay Stewart? Culkin phase. Oh, it's absolutely and Macaulay Culkin. And it's not Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a little make, kid. Make he's forced own, to do that. Make your own thing. Yeah, child actor. Get your own notes. Wait. French Stewart plays Marv. They didn't even change the name. Wait, it's a remake? Marv Merchants? I don't know if they if it was the same name for... I mean, his name was Marv. The name definitely was Marv. I don't know his full name. It was Marv Merchants. So they wow. totally they, recast him. They, reca- they should have just done a completely different group of people. Why are they just recasting? I don't know. That's okay. so dumb. So then, 10 years later... In 2012, someone goes, you know what's still out there? Home Alone. Home Alone, the holiday heist. Oh, Jesus. Hold on a second. This one's got a 3.6 review. There's also a novelization. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Why? I know know I'm reading this holiday season. Oh, God, no. And and, and the two was the infamous one in which uh, our our dear leader appears. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. It is most, most normal. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. I don't remember Home Alone 2 being that bad, but. No, Home Alone 2 is likely good, but as mentioned, Mr. Trump is in it. Yeah. So, oh, I, of all things, that might leave a bad taste in your mouth. I'm sure, yeah. He's he, he's probably freshly stepped off of Jeffrey Epstein's plane uh, to be in this movie. So. Probably get to see. He's just dusting off more money paid to, uh, you know, some some stripper or yeah, <laughs> some, whatever. Um, 
yeah, it's like, oh, where are we? Like, we keep, keep going this joke? No, it's just too depressing. No, it's, this is the life we live in now. Um, welcome to hell world. Well, uh, interesting points. The picture Kevin finds of Buzz's girlfriend is actually a boy made to look like a girl because Christopher, uh, director Chris Columbus thought it would be too cruel to make fun of a girl like that. What? So it's actually hmm. the boy in the, is the photo of the art director's son. Oh, that's messed up. Uh, John Candy improvised all of his lines, which makes sense because it's no. kind of non sequitur. Oh, really? He just constantly rambles. Um, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting, so they intentionally gave over-the-top performances, neither of them believing the film would become a massive success. <laughs> what? That's heck of messed up. Uh, Joe Pesci had to keep uh, a family-friendly vibe, so he had to. So Chris Columbus had to advise him to say fridge instead of the F word. Uh, and yeah, uh, that is a funny casting. So wait, did Joe Pesci just like ad lib all his lines too? Then no, but I think any time that he he they were doing the physical comedy, he would probably likely just go fuck instead of just like say fridge, say something different. Uh oh, yeah. don't actually swear. They said they yeah they said there's only one accidental swear, and that's uh, Daniel Stern when he when his shoe falls through the like the dog door, he goes shit. Ah, that was like the one that slipped through. Uh, and finally, except they do say ass. The kids say ass, ass is fine. so many times. Yeah. This is John Hughes. Isn't if it? I said ass to my parents <gasps> at that age, I would have gotten in big trouble. Straight, straight to the dungeon. You would. They would have smacked you right on your keister. I well, couldn't is, say shit or ass. Well, shit's is, way worse than this. Ass. Is John Hughes though? So I mean, this is sixteen candles. Yeah. So he's all about like like foul mouthed kids. So except uh, all they say is ass. Ass. I think this is like because it's like uh this is a super like this is meant to be a super family movie. Well, uh, let's see. And finally, to end on a uh, on a sweet note, a sweet family little note for you. Catherine O'Hara revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Aww. Weird. You've seen him now. He's be he's he gotten better recently. He got so no, that is true. good that now. Is good. Well, I wouldn't go oh that far. Oh my god. But but he looks the way he's supposed to. Yes, he looks like, I don't know, he, he had like a weird like drug and like sex pervert thing going on for a long time. But I've heard, yeah, he's gotten better now. He looked like Steve Buscemi for the longest <laughs> time. It was weird. And I'm like, he's not that much. I mean, okay, he looked like a character from Repo the Genetic Opera. He's yes. eight years. Also, can we get like a Son of Buscemi movie now? So wait, he was nine in 1990. So that means he's seven years older than me. Which so, means he's two years older than me. So the way the way he looked, he looked like he was thirty years older than me <laughs> when he was doing drugs. Now he looks so much better. He looks like what I would think he would look like now. He's, he 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 had a he had a rough patch there, but he got through it like a lot better than most child actors, I'd say. And I'm surprised at how well he cleaned up. Honestly, I did not think that you could clean up that good after all the drugs. Oh, we're we're all in agreement. He's super hot now. <laughs> And we all uh, we've all we all said it. Yeah, I mean, you were merely just putting to words yeah. what we were all thinking. Uh, yeah, and he's out there now. He's uh, got um, not only is he Macaulay Culkin, the Incredible Culk on Twitter. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, but he does have his own website, which I'm trying to find right now. And he does have a podcast as well. Of course, he know, does. Just just because all of us do. Cultcast. Cult cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Sounds really close <laughs> to some other thing. Get culked. No, I don't. Hmm. It's not really what I'm going for. It's a, it's a different kind of podcast. <laughs> Macaulay culking. <laughs> Get culked, son. <laughs> well, anyway, do we... But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I can't find it right offhand, but he's... Oh, I forgot. It's bunnyears.com. What? Why? That's his website, bunnyears.com. What is it? It's just... It's a website. Amazing products 100% not involved in the murder I've been accused of. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. A crystal dildo in my office chair increased my productivity so much. What the heck? <laughs> How to be a cool aunt just to get revenge on your sibling. <laughs> So it's kind of an onion-esque. Uh, okay. That's amazing. Yes, and there are pictures of him wearing bunny ears on this, and uh, they do have stuff. And he has, has said podcasts. He has the bunny ears podcast. Okay, bunny ears. Okay. Yeah. We should get him on. He seems like a cool guy. He's done 43 episodes. Oh, okay. Not bad. Hmm. He's n- he's nowhere Saturday Friends Club, but... He's also oh, Macaulay yeah. Culkin. <laughs> yeah. He got the, he's got them Home Alone dollars. I mean... He- Oh my! As a kid, though, he was so freaking cute. Like it's ridiculous how I guess. cute he was. He was pretty cute. Yeah. And there you go. Home Alone. You should probably watch it. Yeah, I it's, say still, it's a it's good rewatch. Still perfectly, still perfectly fine to watch. If you are our age and you have not seen it before, I would be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's. I say we've. Pro- I said most people have watched it, but it's probably a good rewatch. Yeah, like yeah. especially the nostalgia. I don't know. Like, would you say somebody that is? I think if it's a kid that's watching it would still have a lot of the fun out of it. If I happened to find the one weird adult that had never seen it, like Martin, likely would have <laughs> never seen this movie for whatever reason because he's a moon boy. Um, but. <laughs> Like, I have to wonder. I have a feeling he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of fine. Yeah. We're calling you out, Martin. <laughs> Get back in here. That's no. what happens when you're Come not in here, here to yeah. defend yourself. Talk shit about you. Weird moon boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell him that we smack talked him. Oh, but yeah. He has to listen to the entire the entire podcast to yeah. find it. Wait, where is it? <laughs> where do they talk shit about we're gonna, you? We're going to back mask in a bunch of in, more insults, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've actually we went for another hour and then just like sub just yeah. put it in the base of this. So if, you if have you to look listen at the waveform for this episode. <laughs> it's like fuck you, Martin. Yeah, we actually just put a giant middle finger in the audio file. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to stitch it together every ten minutes welcome, of audio. Just welcome. To... Uh, we are just announcing the Saturday Friends Club ARG. <laughs> it's finally happening. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes care of us for this week. Uh, thank you, uh, Eric. Thank you, Sabrina. Thanks. All, all, I, I contributed so much to this yeah, episode. It's, it's, it's a good episode. You're welcome. Uh, and thank you all our Patreon friends over at patreon.com. Club. Joshua? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I can't log in right now. I tried. <laughs> Um, I could tell you the five people that I could remember right offhand, but I'm tired. Um, but so what I would say is go over to patreon.com, uh, subscribe over there, uh, and we will go ahead and read your name on the next episode once I get this figured out. Uh, and we will, um, go ahead and, uh, also, you know, you can listen to the episodes early. You can find out the stuff that you want there. We do good stuff. 
Uh, as said, next week we will be off on the podcast recording side. Uh, if you are listening to this, you know, on the normal stream, any of you on the Patreon stream will get everything fresh and early. Yep. Um, but uh, next week I will likely be doing a stream of some sort, some storms, maybe some storms, some storms, maybe games, maybe figure out something else that we could put up there. Just have some fun. Uh, and then next episode, Josh, the stream should just be, it should just be you losing to me at Twilight Struggle. No, God, it'd be so bad. It'd be so good. No, it'd be awful. I barely understand that game. <laughs> it's, it, it's like, it's turn one and I've already triggered nuclear war. What <laughs> More or less. <laughs> uh, all right. So next episode that should come out the 29th of December, guys, <sighs> I want you to know, no. That we, next year is going to be momentous. Josh, we need we need to have a talk because <laughs> a movie is coming out. What is that John C. Riley movie? Is like we need to talk about Kevin. Like, <laughs> we need to talk about this. A movie is coming out next year that is cool and blue and fast. But I want you to know that there's already a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and we're going to cover it. The 1996 released in. Japan, released in the U.S. in 1999, Sonic the Hedgehog Anime OVA. We're going to cover that next episode. Has literally no reason to exist. Uh, They they only hear this in mono, so they're not going to really get the stereo. (laughs) Sabrina is just testing the the, Doppler effect. All right. So that takes care of us for this week. That has been your Saturday Friends. We hope that you have a great holiday, whichever holiday you decide to engage in. Or, Celebrate all of them. Or yeah. not engage in. Yeah. Go, go, go Disengage. hug. Go hug your local Krampus. <laughs> I don't recommend tears, hugging tears your face off. <laughs> Krampus. Yeah, don't don't hug Krampus. All right. Well, we'll, we'll catch you uh, next time for more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Good night. Ho, ho, ho.